Welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast, where we choose to live as our truest selves over picture-perfect lives. No filters, no effects, just us. us. Seeking Eden is a nonprofit organization committed to creating biblical resources designed to help people get unstuck so that they can confidently and consistently move forward with God. One resource is this podcast, The Naked Truth, dedicated to getting real around common topics that sometimes make us feel stuck. While our resources are available to anyone, through your generous donations, we are able to make our studies available to those living in rural and low-income areas. To learn more about Seeking Eden, our work locally and globally, visit us at SeekingEden.org. Hey, welcome back to the Naked Truth Podcast. I'm Michelle Torbor. And I'm Mary Beth Poor. We're back. We are back. It's been a while. It has. What have we been doing? We've been traveling to Africa. Yes, yes, yes. So we got back two weeks from today. Um, we got back from Tanzania, Africa, uh, particularly in a village, Dahombo. Yes, we went to serve rural pastors and women. And some of the pastors are women, so I mm-hmm. should say rural pastors and their spouses in this tiny little village in Dihombo, which is in Tanzania, which is East Africa. Yes. So I got to put my feet in the Indian Ocean, which was my first time doing that ever. So beautiful there. And we had such a great experience. And we really wanted to take time today to share some of what we experienced there and the feedback, or not the feedback, but the uh, reflections that we have from the trip. Yes. So I'm excited about that um, just to kind of reflect on our experience there and see how that might encourage us here in the States to continue the good work. And you're going to want to listen because one of our reflections includes an experience with a witch doctor. Yeah, that was my first time, at least that I know of. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, at least that I know of. Okay, so we'll be back in a moment uh, to talk a little bit more about that. We truly are so glad to be back with you. And I wanted to take just a second to remind you of the heart behind our ministry, Seeking Eden. We are passionate about creating resources for people. We find that so many people, and we've experienced this ourselves, struggle with wanting to read the Bible or struggling with knowing how to apply the Bible to your everyday life. And the resources that we're creating, anyone can have access to them But our really main passion is to take them into rural areas because in these areas, we find that people so often are so hungry for education and they just like the resources to get educated. And so Michelle and I are going personally into different areas. Africa is an example of that and doing teaching. But then when we leave, we are sending resources to get translated into whatever area we've gone into so that people can continue to learn and grow beyond that. And so it was just a a great experience to be able to go into Africa and to be re-energized for the heart of our ministry. Yeah. So Tanzania was a wonderful example of kind of our desire and um, the people group that we desire to kind of minister to. And so this group of people, um, they, I just was struck like in awe of their hunger and thirst to know more and more and more about the word. And uh, I mean, they would sit there for hours, hours, hours and listen and then want more. Right. In America, we would be like, and you're over an hour. (laughs) I got to go to the bathroom and make lunch. Like it's too much, you know, but here, like they are just so hungry for um, the word and to understand more. And we were able to have question and answer times to kind of understand 
where they were wanting more knowledge or where they were wanting some clarity about scripture, which was a beautiful thing. And so I love that we are able to, um, we're able to kind of live out our mission and see our vision kind of happening right there in Tanzania. And this year we had Michelle and I, and then we took two other teachers to, to share and to facilitate discussion. And we, one of the moments that was probably the, it wasn't funny, but it was a reminder of the different experiences that, that people have. One day, one of the teachers, Amy was teaching on reconciliation and she was doing a beautiful job. But when we think about reconciliation, we think about making up with a spouse, you know, mending fences with a coworker, um, you know, a, a mother-in-law that right. we're trying to to have peace with. And so she was teaching on reconciliation. And one of the pastors raised their hand and said, this is great. We have had an experience where someone tried to attack our family with a machete. And so how would you speak to reconciliation in that instance? And I will never forget Amy's face when, you know, this pastor was asking that because it just was a moment to stop and go, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The different experiences that we have. Yeah. Because I've never had to deal with anybody coming in my house with machete. Right. So I'm like, wow. OK, let's really think about how do you because they were wanting to know how would you resolve the conflict in this? Like, what am I at liberty to do in this instance? Like, do I just let it go down? Or like, is there something I can do to resolve and like create reconciliation? So, I mean, those are types of things that I've not had to to think about, thank God. But these are, this is their real world, their experiences. It was eye-opening. And it's a good reminder when you're sitting across from someone to meet them where they are, Mm -hmm. that the person who's sitting across from you, we're giving an extreme example, but it did reset us and say, we've got to think about this in a bigger context because their experience is so different from ours. And that's just a good reminder across the board yeah. is to remember that the person across from you has things going on in their brain and their family and their life that's so different from you. And to consider that. Because mm-hmm. no matter how smart you are, no matter what experiences you've had, you can tell somebody that all day, but if it doesn't matter to them, if it doesn't meet them where they are, then it's really no good. That's exactly right. So having different experiences is always a, a moment of reminder and learning. We've also talked about faith the type of faith that we see exhibited when you go into an area where resources are lacking, it almost forces people to, to depend on God in a way that in, 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 in most parts of America, there are resources abundant, not everywhere, but the faith is amazing. Yeah. That's what I always kind of a, a huge reflection of me when I travel, um, to areas like this, where I believe that like, I am a faith, like I have faith, like I'm always trusting God and always praying and all that. But like to then walk into areas where they just don't have as many resources and are having to depend in a whole new way, like that is encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one example, there is one woman um, who is just a beautiful soul, told a story about how she had she was pregnant um, and she went to the hospital. no. She just knew she was pregnant, but had not felt the baby move in a while, right? And so to get to the hospital, the hospital is miles and miles and miles away. And this is, it takes a lot of resources for that to happen. You know, you and I, we could just drive to the hospital, right? But it takes a lot of resources for her to get there. They get there and they say, no, in fact, there is a heartbeat. Your baby is alive. She says, thank you, God. I trust you with the rest of this pregnancy. Well, she gets back to her village and can no longer feel this baby moving, Right. She was like, oh, it's been too long. It must be that something's going wrong. Well, um, 
she didn't really, it wasn't an option for her to just go back to the hospital after that a period of time. So she decided that she would just trust and just trust that if God, she said, she told God, if you want this baby to be born, then it will be. And I'll just leave it in your hands, right? That's trust in a whole different way because I can say that I trust, but then I get in my car and go to the hospital and check it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's just a whole new experience. Um, it's encouraging to, to my, to my faith. And I think what you just, the story you just shared is a reminder that for, for them, it is an instinct Mm -hmm. to put their faith in God. Whereas for us, it's often a last resort. Right. And so something else to consider today is, is there a situation in your life that your instinct is to try to control or to put parameters around it yourself? And your last resort is to trust God with it. How can you put put your faith, put that situation in God's hands first mm-hmm. before you navigate, you know, or try to control the, the experience yourself. So different experiences, seeing their faith, generosity mm-hmm. was another thing that we saw at the last day. One of the women got up to share. She was the wife and this woman had been loving on us all week long. She was a beautiful soul, had an instant a discernment about her and she got up to testify how how the Lord had spoken to her heart during the training. And then she said, we really, really want to know when you're coming back next time or when the next conference will happen. And I was thinking that she was going to say, so that we can have all our stuff ready. But she said, so that we can have gifts for our visitors. And Michelle, that blew me away because I just think so often that statement in America would have been followed with so that we can, it's about us, you know, but she was wanting to know that so that they could give Mm -hmm. to us. And we had experienced generosity from the villagers in profound ways that week already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, okay. So one of my bucket list, like dream come true moments was on that Tuesday when um, they said, can we take your measurements so that we can give you a dress? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm about to get an African dress like with my measurements. Like I was pretty excited about that. Um, and they were just, I don't know, just the the way in which they gave it to us. Like I know it was a sacrifice, right? And it was just in, like it felt like, I kept saying this. I didn't know if it made sense to anybody but me, but like putting that dress on felt like an embrace. Like it felt like a hug because it was with love that they like, with love and generosity that they gave it to us. And you guys, the dresses were so beautiful. So they did hand make these dresses in three days Mm -hmm. for us to be able to wear that Friday. And they fit like a glove. And so it was truly so beautiful. And and several women or people had given us things in addition to that, like material. Mm -hmm. So to see their faith, to see their generosity, to recognize their different experiences was just truly so moving. I, I will say that perhaps the most powerful story to me that happened that week, though, was around a witch doctor. Um, there was a woman who had been a witch doctor and she had experiences. And this shows the the reality of the spiritual realm that is happening around us. As a witch doctor, she was the enemy was very much in partnership with her. And um, we said the enemy, I mean, Satan. And so she was trying to convince the community that she was their solution, giving them medication that really wasn't even working. Mm-hmm. And so there was a pastor in the area, and I've known this pastor now. This is my fifth year to see him and be around him. He was in her area, and he kept preaching the gospel. 
Um, and she knew of him and he knew of her. And so she kept telling people, ignore him, ignore him, ignore him. But she had a vision one night and these demons in the vision said to her, this man intimidates us that when they, they couldn't even look at him because it was like a holy fire was around him and it singed them. This is a woman y'all telling us this story. This is a testimony in the village. So she is seeing these demons. And um, as, as the pastor kept preaching, she finally um, accepted Christ. And when she accepted Christ, Jesus appeared to her in a dream and told her that she was going to be responsible for ministering to her family and sharing the gospel with her family. And so because of her belief, now her family was became believers. And so sitting in this little church in the middle of nowhere in Africa was that pastor, this girl and her family who all became believers because of the faithfulness of one man answering his call and continuing to do what he does on a day-to-day basis. And also you forget that her witch doctor assistant, the witch doctor's assistant was there. Um, And so she said, and she was my assistant and she stood up and there were also other witnesses. She said, and it was, it seemed to me that it was very important for her to know that she was telling her true experience because she would say, and this person was there and that person was there. And I was really blown away by her, her faithfulness because she said, I made sure that every person that I witch doctored on, I went and found them and told them I have found the true way. And I know it was amazing. It's, I mean, there are really no words for kind of hearing and seeing that and knowing that that is, that that is true. And it is. And this is the reality of what's happening around the world. So the different experiences, we saw evidence of faith that blew us away, a generosity of spirit and the faithfulness of these pastors to do what God has called them to do. And that's why we want to support them and resource them as a way of almost like holding up their arms, so to speak, and spiritually encouraging them. And, but we also want to spiritually encourage you. And so even as we're talking through this, we are reminded that these wonderful friends in Africa are having these experiences and you are having your own experiences. So we want to ask you a couple of questions and suggest some action steps for you to take this week around some reflections that we're sharing. So here are some questions for you. Who are the people around you? How can you learn from their different experiences and how can you use your gifts to impact them. And try to think of this even over a time period like the next two weeks. Who does God put in your path? And there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. The second question is around faith. Is there a situation in your life that you, instead of making God your last resort, that you can make him your first instinct by saying, okay, God, I don't know how the situation is going to work out, but I'm going to trust you with this instead of trying to control it. That's a good question. I think I'm going to lean on that one for the next couple of weeks. The third one is generosity. What areas can you be more generous with your time, with your resources? Um, How can you meet people where they are? So this is what life is all about. Having experiences and then asking ourselves, what is one next step that we can take? So we want to encourage you to consider these questions and the the questions that we just asked and the reflections that we've talked about 
and say, why am I hearing this? And what's one next step that I will take as a result of considering these things? Yeah. So we are happy to be back with y'all. This was fun getting back into the swing of things. So glad you're part of our journey. And make sure that you email us because if you let us know your email, we're going to be sending out a resource next month that we hope will encourage you. So our emails are mbpoor at seekingeden.org. And mine is mtorbor, M-T-O-R-B-O-R at seekingeden.org. So you can email either one of us. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, follow us on Instagram, seekingeden underscore. Um, you can see some pictures of our time in Tanzania. We really want to connect with you and we appreciate you listening. Yes. So make sure you share and subscribe to the podcast and we'll be back uh, in a few weeks. Have a good one.